It is time, now it's time for the Tuesday Tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-tit-
a roll a. You can, uh, he has his two, a two-parter Norm Macdonald interview, which I thought was hella good. And then we talk a little bit about it in the interview. My interview with Jared. Talking about his interview with Norm Macdonald. Whoa. But I also wanted to recommend Doug Stanhope because I just finished listening to it. And it's great. It's another two-parter. And it's just before he comes down and does his performance. I believe the date is July 18th. 2010, when Doug Sanhope played the Albert. I'm pretty sure this interview is just leading up to that gig, according to the inner Google. And actually, and we talk about that as well. We talked just briefly. I think I mentioned to Jared, oh, that was when he was performing on stage at the Albert, and he was staying at the Albert talking about the recent murder that happened upstairs. And if you don't know, it was like this crazy... I suggest you Google it. I don't even know all the finer details of it. But it was... Uh, there was a murder in one of the rooms, and it, had, it was connected with a, a movie heist, like a filming of a movie in Winnipeg. There was some sort of heist of jewelry um, belonging to Susan Sarandon, apparently, allegedly. So... But in the interview with Doug Stanhope, Jared's the one who kind of like fills Doug in on the history of the Albert of this dive bar. And I was like, it's just such a great interview. And Doug is so open about, not only about uh, his early days in stand-up, what got him into it, Andrew Dice Clay, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it too much. But uh, yeah, and then he starts going on about what it was like working on The Man Show. Very in-depth interview for like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And that's why Jared is so good. I know I'm hyping him up like crazy, man, but I just think he's awesome. And I also love Doug Stanhope. And, you know, in that interview, he says that uh, that Albert gig was really his first time playing in Winnipeg. He said he was in this shitty Just for Laughs tour before that, when he did a bit of a Canada run. But it's, it, it's pretty awesome that the Albert was his first time, because I think I've seen him every time he, he's performed in Winnipeg now, which would be three times. Once at the Albert, twice at Rumors. So that's, I feel like I, I got my... Doug Stanhope quota, even a wicked poster, which I'll probably uh, up from his last show earlier this year at Rumors. So I think I'll put that in the uh, thumbnail uh, uh, connected to this episode. Oh my god! And you know, I think I'm gonna look it up. Let's look it up and get the details. Maybe uh, a few of you remember this: Albert Hotel, Winnipeg uh, murder. <laughs> um, uh, was that probably ten or? Here we go. Man guilty of grisly hotel slaying gets at least 25 years. Oh, wow. 25 years. 2008. Are we getting close? 18, 28, 33. So, still in there a while. Uh, Sydney Tearhouse, comma, Mora will spend the next 25 years in jail with no chance of parole for killing and completely dismembering a man at a Winnipeg hotel in 2003. Oh, wait a minute. Whoa. So, wait a minute. 2003, next 25 years in jail. Can we do the math? Because that means he spent, this article is from 2008. So he gets five years. So what is it? Doesn't that five years get double when you're behind bars? I don't even know. What am I speculating here? A jury found T. Hurst Moore. Let's call him Sydney. Sydney, 39, guilty of second degree murder on Tuesday in the killing of Robin Green 
who was stabbed, beheaded, castrated, dismembered, and disemboweled inside a suite of the Royal Albert Hotel the two men had met earlier at a bar. Police identification officers testified during the trial that Green's body parts cut into eight pieces were stacked neatly in the bathtub. Holy fuck, dude. Sidney had unsuccessfully sought a conviction on a lesser charge of manslaughter on the grounds that he was too intoxicated to have planned the murder. Oh, God. Queen's Bench, bench Justice Glenn jo Joyal, Joyal on Friday sentenced him to life in prison with no chance of parole for 25 years. Oh, okay. 25. In addition to his jail sentence, do you think he's out by now? <laughs> with this Manitoba uh, easy penalty for criminals in, in whatever. Uh, Sidney was also ordered to donate his DNA to the National DNA Registry. Oh, I didn't know there was a DNA registry. Uh, I wonder if we're related. Uh, and prohibited from ever owning weapons. Can you imagine if you're doing your DNA sample and, <laughs> and it comes back that you're related to this uh, monster? Yikes! Um, ba -ba -dee -ba -da -ba -dee -ba -dee -boop. Okay, so there you go. What doesn't mention the jewelry, though? Uh, after 12 jurors unanimously convicted him, seven jurors recommended uh, serve 25 years of life. The other five made no recommendations. Now, how about this? How come with uh, the beheading on the bus, on the Greyhound bus? Now, he, that's that's uh, the dude just didn't take... Victor Lee, was that his name? He didn't take his meds, so he got off uh, being criminally insane or mentally unstable or whatever you... And I believe he's a free man right now. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure he was able... He had day passes and, you know, he change his name almost like witness protection i guess you, you have to do more than behead you gotta dismember and disembowel and uh castrate and have a royal good time uh what date was this this happened on the, in 2003 sheesh so it took five years to get the trial whoa crazy 39 39 how old was robin uh, the victim that's so sad that's just they met earlier at a bar. Do you think the Royal? The Royal Albert? Who knows? I wonder if there was a band playing. Um, doesn't really say when it happened, though. It just said... It just said... Uh, wait a minute. A conviction of secondary murder usually carries a minimum sentence of life in prison with no parole el el eligibility, <laughs> eligibility for at least 10 years. Eligibility. There. See? I can do it. I can read words, letters... Uh, wow. Isn't that crazy? I don't know the date, though. When did it happen? Hotel Room Killer Appeals Conviction, May 17th, 2010. What do you know? Two men convicted of one of the most grisly murders. The man, sorry. Uh, in Winnipeg history will be back in court to argue a new trial. Sydney, now 41, is being transported from a Saskatchewan prison to a Winnipeg for a hearing. Ooh. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Huh. Olive Green's organs, oh, they're just going into the, the details again. Actually, this detail wasn't in the last one. Uh, Olive Green's, the victim, organs were removed and none were recovered despite a search of the suite, the plumbing in the hotel, and dumpsters outside. All of the organs of the victim? What? Give me a break. What? <laughs> so he just served them up to himself, had a little, had a little buffet. Um, oh, my personal health 
is in dire straits. I'm still recovering from flesh-eating disease. <laughs> oh my god. That's, uh, isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Wheelchair bound and I'm suffering from liver disease. Oh, yikes. Jeez, uh, he's not alive. Do you think he's alive? Um, about the author. Oh, what am I reading this for? Okay. As for Dr. Littman, he seems and was inaccurate on how wrong. Okay, I'm just reading. Babble, babble, babble. Ah, by James Turner. Cool. Okay, so... Okay, New York Times. Uh, gay slay. Gay slay? Tied to film heist? Gay slay. Making it sound cute. A gruesome gay murder involving a hacked-up body and a necklace worn by Oscar-winning Susan Sarandon has rocked the set of the new Merrimax comedy starring Jennifer Lopez and Richard Gere. It was in that movie, by the way. Or at least was paid extra. The star-studded cast of Shall We Dance, now being filmed in Winnipeg, Canada, was jolted after the $4,000 necklace was swiped from a prop room last week, only to turn up in a blood-soaked hotel room littered with body parts. I worked on Jennifer... Uh, Jennifer... Uh, what's her name? Yeah, Lopez. Jennifer Lopez's birthday. That's right. The day I, I worked one day on the set, and it was her birthday. Cops say Robin Robert Green, 38 of Manitoba, sneaked onto the set on July 1st and swiped the jewelry, which had been worn by Sarandon in several scenes with gear. They brought out a cake. Two days later, he hooked up with Sydney at the Royal Albert Arms Hotel for a homosexual tryst that, that uh, went dreadfully wrong. Uh, we found out about it when the suspect came to us. Take me into custody. I think I've killed somebody. Is that how they found out? Oh, my God. I think I killed somebody. Yeah, maybe all this blood on me is a clue. And we all, got our, we all gathered around the cake and sang happy birthday to Jennifer Lopez. And she was very nice. And I don't think we made eye contact. And I also remember it was during the Fringe Festival. Wow. So there's a lot of people hanging around Old Market Square where the Royal Albert is, if you don't know. Yeah, so there's lots of information for you if you want to uh, learn more about this piece of shit. Uh, uh, there's a 9192, The Murder of Robin Green, on the canadiantruecrime.ca. It's a two-parter all about it. Uh, there's um, the book. It's getting a little too much for me. I don't really go for the true crime podcasts. I know they're very popular. Everyone loves their murder porn. But not me. No, thank you. I had enough blood from Better Call Saul and, and Breaking Bad. No, no, no more blood. Anyway, yeah, so um, on a lighter note, I saw Neil Hamburger at the Albert, too. That was a great show. Really cool show. Neil Hamburger. Like, that was just the only time I've ever seen him, as far as I know, the only time he was here. He was probably there a couple times, but... Yeah, and uh, Hugh Fakovsky, of course, Paul Anthony, friend of the show, interviewed him a couple years back during the COVID times, and he's awesome, out of Vancouver there. Talent time. Hugh Fakovsky, punk rock custodian, I believe. Or is that Johnny Sizzle? Also cool. <laughs> so many, I'm sure he's played the royal. I'm sure he's, you know, bartended there. I'm not sure of that at all. I like to contradict myself as much as I can. Yeah. Other than that, the only other thing that was going on for me was uh, Clear Lake. We went up to Ryden Mountain National Park, me and the babe. Uh, she went up for two nights. I went up for, for one. I came up on Saturday night with the dog. And we had a nice little chillax session in a, in a little cottage, a little cabin. The Tomahawk Bungalow, which is uh, 
our, we're repeat customers there. You may have noticed we're not doing Hotel Manitoba much anymore, and that's because Carolina, Carolyn, uh, babe in question, uh, and I now live together, so we don't really necessarily go to a lot of hotels. So, uh, and we were even thinking we should do another one at Thunderbird, but you know what? It was more of a writing session. We're writing a screenplay together, so that was kind of fun, and uh, we did a lot of walking around. But, uh, you know, it's the end of the season, so the park theater was closed down. Someone, somebody, or a bride and a groom were renting it for a wedding, which I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. Someone's using it as a, uh, for a wedding. But more or less, everything was either shutting down or shut down, and, uh, but the big, the big lineup, holy crap, and I... <laughs> I talked about this on the, sh the earlier uh, recording of this episode, but yeah, the White House, White House Bakery in Clear Lake, Wawasaga or whatever it is, uh, man, it is, it, the lineup was insane. Opens at eight o'clock and we get up early. So we were there like 10 to eight and there was already a lineup, you know, so we waited in line 20 minutes. We got our cinnamon buns, delicious. We got our coffee and we walked down to the beach, sat down there, picture perfect setting. With the sun coming up it was awesome gorgeous and even the weather was was not chilly you know it was at night but not not that time of day anyway so we get back and we're like cleaning up we're getting ready to go and then at like 10 30 i'm like i can use another coffee i'll go down and grab one and holy crap the lineup is still the same it's still the same length uh as when it first opened three hours ago so it's just non-stop customers for for white house bakery i mean i know it's good but and I guess also it doesn't, it help. I mean, it does help that there's no other place to buy coffee in Clear Lake on a Sunday at 10 a.m. Because I'm like, I gotta wait 20 fucking minutes in a lineup to get a latte. I didn't even have a latte at an Americano. Other than that, it's just been backgammon, backgammon, backgammon. And I've been cleaning house. Game after game after game. I'm just kicking ass and taking names. It's amazing. No one can beat me. I bring, I, I, I challenge everyone. Anybody who thinks they can, I'll put five bucks on. You want to go five bucks on a game of backgammon? Just show up. Just send me a message. Send me a DM. We'll, we'll set it up. We'll go to a Robbins, nice and early. Five bucks on the line. Call it apple fritter, if you will. Okay? We're, we'll do it. We'll do it upright. York location. Table. Around the horseshoe. Around the bend. Right by the windows. The front. Beautiful. You'll get a nice view as I kick your butt. Uh, yeah, that's it. Join the, uh, the show. Subscribe. Like. Tell your friends. Comment. Make a nice comment. Not a crappy comment. Make it nice. You know? Hey, Ron, you're pretty good on that Tuesday dinner. And I'll be like, aw, thanks. You're the greatest. I love you so much. And I'm sorry it's late. It's the way it goes. I got priorities. Bob Odenkirk. Bye.